Blog Talk Radio. the country and around the world streaming live on the internet it's real estate coaching radio bringing you the latest news interviews and secrets of the top producers hosted by award-winning real estate coaches tim and julie harris welcome back this is tim and julie harris broadcasting live from lovely austin texas and of course this is real estate coaching radio the nation's leading real estate coaching radio show your only source for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working now to make you money in real estate. So, Julie, welcome to the call. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here. So, Jules, I didn't tell you, but uh, Tim our Ventura, who's uh, listening now, who's our producer, if you will, he has arranged for us to have a lot of uh, future celebrity guest hosts. One in oh, particular fantastic. is some mm-hmm. – yeah, I know. It's very cool. It's been very uh, – we're getting Marty Rodriguez back from the uh, – She's the number one Century 21 agent. Yep, and um, mm-hmm. the president of California Association of Realtors is a future oh, guest. We also fantastic. have Steve, Steve Brown, who is the president of the National Association of Realtors, is going to be a return guest as well. Wow. So, guys, that's, that's awesome. going to be a lot of fun. And, then, and of course, our, our continued cadre of the nation's top producing agents, many of whom are – real estate uh, coaching clients of ours. You know, it's fun, mm-hmm. as I see, <laughs> selling New York, the Bravo TV show, Kickback in Gear, because as you, you guys know, those guys are all our superstars. I don't think yeah. we've interviewed the newest guy. Or we don't have the newest guy yet. But anyway, when I'm watching that radio show, I'm sorry, that TV show, I have to say it does make my teeth itch because I'm just constantly reminded by how much more work you and I have to do to get these guys to actually, you know, oh, get know. their scripts right and what. <laughs> I know. <You> know? <laughs> Every time we watch one of those real estate shows, it's like Julie and I are constantly being being reminded that we have job security. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I know, and you know, it's funny because I can just see we we sort of watch each other, and you know, they're taking the listing, and we're like praying that they get a good price, you know, and we're like, okay, is this seller really motivated or not motivated? I mean. That's the difference between having coaches who have been there, walked in your shoes versus everybody else. So, you know, we, we kind of live vicariously in a way through all of your guys' transactions and deals and growing your businesses, and it's exciting. You know, it is exciting. As we were sharing yesterday um, on the radio show, I don't remember in all the years you and I have sold real estate. I mean, you and I have been in this business you know, selling real estate or coaching for now 20 years, and I don't remember a spring like this ever. I don't remember where there was this much excitement, this much optimism, this much. Mm-hmm. You know, at the same time, though, Jules, I'm doing free coaching mm-hmm. calls with people who are, um, I'd say half of them, know that the activity is out there, see that the transactions are happening, and they're going mm-hmm. like, why the heck aren't more transactions coming my way? And so that's the reason they're requesting free coaching calls. You've done right. free coaching calls today. Share with the listeners mm-hmm. some of the experiences you've had. Well, absolutely. The consistent theme is the agents that are tuned in and taking action have so many listings already in the pipeline. Especially I get excited about listings because we all know listings are, you know, more of a challenge to get than buyers. Um that's really exciting, but that leaves everybody else in the dust going, Well, I see this happening to the guy that sits next to me and what's the difference between him and me? Why is he getting so much and why am I not? Because I know it's out there to have. And so that's fun. The call that I just hung up with, one of my private clients, a super great call, 
We've been working really hard on turning her into a killer listing agent where she has tons of confidence. She's using our pre-listing package, our listing presentation, and it's just so interesting to see her transform. That's really exciting because she's someone that previously was a little bit on the sidelines recovering. It's funny, we used to say recovering from the boom, you know, when agents were had their heads spinning and, oh, my gosh, i got to get into distress. Now she was kind of spinning from having been an REO agent and now going, well, wait a minute, I want to get back in the game here. And it's so fun to see her say things like, well, now I have the confidence to do a better job on my lead follow-up, to do a better job on, pre- on prospecting. That's pretty well, fun. Well, yeah. And, you know, Julie, you're actually walking us perfectly into what the topic of today's radio show is. And I have mm-hmm. to say, guys, I didn't know what the topic of today's radio show was going to be until I had a uh, recurring theme, not just with our current coaching clients, but those of you who are requesting free coaching calls because you're interested in becoming a coaching client. And that recurring theme, well, even though lots of folks didn't realize this was their malady, was that you guys are not comfortable considering yourselves salespeople. Uh, I would say 99.9% of all of you who are listening right now do not like to think of yourself as a salesperson because for whatever reason, that word salesperson, even though, by the way, it does say that on your real estate license, it is a mm-hmm. real estate salesperson's license, that has uh, had a, a negative connotation in your mind. So what we're going to do today, and I promise you we're very effective th- at this, is we're going to root out the essence of why it is that you have reluctance referring to yourself as a salesperson, and what really dramatically bad effect that is having actually on your results. So the very thought of you not considering yourself a salesperson is leading directly to you not making sales. And guys, it is that simple. So we are going to take a short uh, break, and then when we come back, we are going to talk about that specific fear of calling yourself and considering yourself a salesperson. We're going to give you exact scripts. And by the way, we're going to tell you two really great stories to kind of drive the point home. So we'll be back in about a minute. Is coaching right for you? And how can I guarantee it will work for me? Chances are you're asking yourself those questions right now. I'll answer those critical questions for you in just a moment. But first, let's be honest about something you may have always suspected. You've probably always known that the nation's top 1% of realtors, you know, those millionaire agents you see on TV, they possess a secret knowledge that the other 99% of agents do not have. Where did they learn what they know? And more importantly, how did they learn how to put this closely guarded information into money-making action? It's simple. They have a coach. Not just any coach. The nation's mega millions, top 1% of the realtors know that in order to maintain their almost unfair advantage, that they must have their own personal coach, a proven market-tested coach who has truly walked in their shoes, a coach who has worked with many of the nation's leading agents. At this point, you're probably ready to maybe try coaching. However, you don't want to be unfairly locked into a long-term ball and chain that coaching contracts can give you. It just makes sense that you should be able to try it before you buy it. Even more importantly, you want to have a coach who is the best of the best not someone who is simply assigned to you, or even worse, has never sold real estate. Can you imagine? If this is you, I have something for you right now that is exactly what you have been looking for. 
For the next 48 hours, Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching is offering you a free coaching call. This is a real coaching call with a real Tim and Julie Harris coach. Now, while you are thinking about it, why don't you visit us online at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to get started. Once again, that is freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Now, let's be clear. This exclusive coaching opportunity is only available for the first 50 realtors who are stone-cold serious about their real estate business and know that in order to succeed at the highest level, they must hire a coach. So don't wait any longer. Take action now and visit us again at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to schedule your free coaching call. Again, that's freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Thanks so much. See you all soon. So I'm going to start out with a thought and then a question and then a story. Okay, here's the thought. And I, I want to challenge you guys on all this and really kind of participate in your minds as you're listening to Julie and I today. Here's the thought. The highest paid, and I would say, ready for it, most influential and important people in the history of humanity, <laughs> how about that for a bold statement, um, are salespeople and have been salespeople. So in other words, the people that are the highest paid, the most influential, the most significant, the most impactful, the most meaningful, the best of all of us are salespeople. Now, there is no way all of you are agreeing with that statement. So I want you skeptics to hang with me on this thought as I take and tell you a story. Now, this is a true story. This actually happened. I'm going to embellish it slightly because it's my story, but there you go. <laughs> so You're allowed. this is back Your when story. Julie and I were selling real estate in New Albany, Ohio. I get this, uh, we get this listing call, and um, the guy is a local cardiologist, and he calls us out to his mansion. It's really more of a, you know, it's a palace basically, but it's just this epically huge, gorgeous, like never seen before house. It was awesome. I remember. I, Yes. I mean, it was just literally a ridiculous house. So his name's Dr. Paul. He calls us out. Uh, now, prior to going in the listing appointment, of course, we do our homework. We do our CMA. We, now, he's, he's not calling us out, by the way, to list this property. He's calling us out to sell another property that he has as an investment property. So, fine. Called out to the property, going to see the property, did the homework ahead of time, get into property records, and I find out that this guy has literally – I don't even remember the number. It was something like 300 single-family homes, commercial properties, multi-families. This guy has enough real estate to keep Julie and I in listings for the rest of our career. You get the idea. An incredible opportunity. Now, we're relatively new in, you know, in this market, and Dr. Paula is probably one of the richest guys that we'd ever gone to speak with. So I walk into this guy's house, and, you know, the it's one of these situations where it's almost comical. Like you walk up to the front door, and it's like a door that's probably six inches thick, and it's probably, I don't know, like 20 feet 10 tall. feet tall. I mean, it was yeah. like something out of Billy Walker yeah. or something, right? Yeah. So I hit to it with this day, big... one of the nicest houses we've ever been in, for sure. Oh, yeah. So I hit it with this big door knocker. The boom, the boom, the boom. The door <laughs> and opens, echoes. And, and a butler uh, greets us. Okay? <laughs> and then leads us to the sitting room. Oh, yes, there's a sitting room. I assume it was a sitting room because that's where I sat. It could have been some other room. God knows what. It had so many rooms. So I'm sitting in this chair that's in, uh, it's in proportion to the rest of the house. 
it was this wing back sort of chair. It was some really fancy silk material. But I remember that I was sitting in this chair, and I remember looking over my shoulder, and the top of the chair probably was a good three feet taller than me, but it was in proportion for the room. So you guys get the idea. A ridiculous house, something like out of a movie. The whole experience was surreal. I know this guy has hundreds of properties for sale. I figure he's just testing us out on this one particular listing. I am nervous. Okay, there it is. I'm nervous. This is a huge career-changing opportunity, and I'm nervous. So in walks this very nice, I'd call him demure uh, gentleman, uh, slight British accent, slight Indian accent, absolutely classy, unbelievably classy. His, his butler stood by the door. He sits down. May not have been his butler, could have been his bodyguard, I don't know. Anyway, so he sits down in his equally big, massive chair in front of me, and he must have sensed right away that I was nervous. <laughs> Maybe it was the beads of sweat running down my forehead. But he then t- starts to tell me that, and out of the blue, he brings this up. He goes, you realize that you and I are in the same business. Now, I knew he was a cardiologist, and I knew he had a ton of properties. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? He goes, well, we're both salespeople. And I thought to myself, we're both salespeople. How's that? He said, well, I have to sell people into doing heart procedures. I have to sell people into actually doing the things that I'm asking them to do for the sake of improving their, you know, their hearts. And if I'm not effective at selling people into heart procedures, they're not going to do the procedures, and I'm going to be out of business. Now, then I went on. We proceeded to list the house. We then ended up doing other business with him. You know, this guy would hold mortgages, private mortgages for some of our customers. He would get I, I remember mortgages. looking up his property records, Tim, and normally, you know, when you look it up, you get like just that property record or maybe a couple homes. He had pages and pages of property. It was That's incredible. Right. It was incredible. But the moral of the story was is that that story that he told me about all of us being salespeople mm-hmm. – that stayed with me to forever, and now I'm sharing it with you guys because it's true. And I started thinking about that. I started thinking about why is it that certain you know, leaders and why is it that actors, why is it that all these people, why is it that even people in the Bible, I mean, guys, I know some of, this will, some of you will be offended by this, but wasn't Jesus a salesperson? Wasn't he really good at selling people into a specific set of beliefs? Had to be. Yes. You guys get the point? Anybody who's successful at anything at a high level is a salesperson. You have to be able to convey an emotion to other people in order to get them to believe in whatever it is that you're selling. So what a really – like, for example, you know, if you ever looked at like a Hollywood star, Tom Cruise, let's say. I think he's kind of the, uh, you know, the, Hollywood, he's the prototypical Hollywood star at this point. So you look at Tom Cruise, and Tom Cruise is wealthy, famous, successful, the whole lot of it, because of the fact that he's able to – Make people feel a certain way. In other words, he's able to sell through his acting and through his performances. Julie, is that any different than a really good agent? No, absolutely not. It's identical. It's exactly the same. I was thinking of Oprah. You know, she's a great salesperson. Sometimes, you know, especially her latest show, she's kind of selling you on yourself, right? We have to be salespeople to ourselves as well. We do a lot of work on this in coaching when we're teaching, for example, a listing presentation. Do you believe you're going to take the listing, yes or no? You've got to sell yourself on your abilities. So, That's yeah, right. I mean, it is identical to what they do, and they wouldn't be who they are if they weren't good at it. So what is your so. mindset about being a salesperson? Is your mindset that a salesperson is some sort of a greasy, not-to-be-trusted type person? That is your personal bias. That is not the actual belief that's held by those of us 
who realize that salespeople are the most influential, important, you know, potentially significant critters and creatures of the human race. Without really good salespeople, guys, you wouldn't be doing anything that you're doing right now. You wouldn't have gotten into real estate. You wouldn't be living in the house that you're living in. You wouldn't be wearing the clothes that you're wearing. Someone sold you on the idea that that fashion that you're wearing right now, that the watch on your wrist, that the house that you're living in, that the food that you're eating, all of those thoughts were created by salespeople. The drugs that you're taking in order for you to maintain your health if needed, those were all basically you were convinced to do all that stuff. Yeah, well, how about going every day to Starbucks? Yeah, you know, exactly. They sold you on. You could have coffee at your house, but no, you go to Starbucks. Why? Because they did a great job selling you on why to go to Starbucks. It's surrounding you. It's everywhere. So and you know, some, sometimes you agents story. say, it's, go ahead, sorry. So we're going to tell you this story. What is the perception you are leaving with people who you know are in real estate when you don't ask for their business. So, Julie, do you remember when – this is another story, guys, but do you, guys, do you remember when we used to go into Starbucks every morning in New Albany, and every morning in the, in the line for coffee, there would be um, the local insurance guy. And I won't say his name mm-hmm. in case he's – well, yeah, I remember his last name was Carr, okay? Mm-hmm. So this is, a, this is a local insurance family. They knew that we sold a lot of real estate in New Albany, and matter of fact, they knew uh, his father, who also sold insurance, knew Julie because they used to swim every morning at the same country club. So mm-hmm. Julie knew him. They knew each other. They'd always say hello. And then on the way to work, we'd always run into um, the son, who also sold insurance, in line at Starbucks. Now, we had the manager of the Starbucks store. Would all, there would always be a line, and she would always say, hey, Tim and Julie, what's going on in real estate? So she would help cue us up for conversations while we were standing in line. Oh, and yes, she was one of our real estate clients. So I remember thinking to myself that uh, he never asked Julie and I for business. He knows that we do a lot of real estate transactions. He knows that we bring in a lot of relocating executives. But they have never once asked us if they could be of service to us, if they could help any of our clients. And so in the years that passed, I remember – uh, thinking how my thoughts about them changed. And this is kind of the process in which my mind worked and how your customers' minds are thinking about your past clients and center of influence, how they may be thinking about you. So I want you to imagine you're in line with Julie and I at Starbucks, and there's the insurance guy. We're seeing him again and again and again, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, and never once does he bring up the fact that he would like to help our real estate clients. So at first, the mind tells you, your subconscious mind says, well, he just must be too busy, right? So he's too right. busy to ask for business. Otherwise, he would have brought it up. Then enough time passes, and you're thinking to yourself, how busy can he be? Maybe he just doesn't want to do business with my customers, or maybe he doesn't want to do business with me. Now, this was a residential, not commercial, insurance guy, so that couldn't have been true. Then as more time passed, we began to create more stories in our head this guy just must not like us for some reason. I, it just, I no. mean, I remember thinking he just must be retired or something. Like, what? right. I, I don't know. And for a while, it's like, is he in commercial? I didn't even really know because it was so weird that he wasn't saying anything about it. You it come up with awkward. stories in your it head if you don't know the facts. Yeah. But enough time passed that we actually started believing that the reason that they had never asked us for business was because they personally didn't like us. Which, you know, I suppose it could have been true, but it wasn't. The reason that they didn't ask us for business is because they didn't want to be perceived as salespeople, because they were afraid of what might happen actually if they would, because they had created a story in their mind. But your customers, your friends, your family, everyone you know, 
they are making up stories in their mind without thinking about it as to why you aren't asking them for referrals, why you aren't asking them for business. So you're still you're always thinking, well, what will they think of me if I ask them for business, or what will they think if I actually let them yeah. know about the real estate market? I don't want to be perceived as being overly needy, or I don't want to be perceived as being desperate. I don't want to be perceived blah, 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 fill in the blank. Well, mm-hmm. the reality of it is, is the impression that you're leaving is a very negative one with those of uh, those folks who know you, whom you're not having conversations about buying or selling real estate. Julie, does that make sense? It does. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like the the results of not talking about it are certainly a lot worse than talking about it because you don't have any control over what those people are making up in their head about you. Do they think that you know you only do? Uh, first-time buyer houses? Do you only do some other kind of real estate? Are you, you know, only the short sale agent? Are you not even in business? Is are they even in real estate? They come up with all this stuff if they're thinking about you at all, versus you controlling what their thoughts are and simply asking, you know, in a nice way, in a nice scripted way that makes a lot of sense, uh, building rapport and all the good stuff that we teach with coaching, you know, so that you're not a secret agent. Secret agents have skinny kids, guys. <laughs> That's right. So I ask all of you right now, did we move the needle slightly in the last 30 minutes or so that we've spent together? Did we at least open your mind up to the fact that you probably are holding yourself back from being of service to the people you know, like, and love because of the fact that you're afraid to think of yourself as a salesperson? What would it take to get you to actually get over that fear? so that you can actually move forward in helping those folks that you know, like, and love. What would it take for you to get over that fear? It would take knowing what to say. It would take knowing how to say it. It would take basically feeling comfortable knowing what to say and how to say it. In other words, we're not, and never do, ask you to memorize our scripts. We do ask you to internalize them and personalize them. So if you knew what to say when in line at Starbucks, in order to have conversations with different people so that basically the conversation would lead to real estate, you'd be having conversations constantly, wouldn't you? If you knew there was a something you, there were several things you could say to centers of influence and past clients, even though you may not have contacted them in years, you would be eager to have those conversations, wouldn't you? You need to request a free coaching call because obviously we don't have time on this radio show to sh- uh, share with you the scripts. But the reality of it is, is they're very simple, powerful things that all of you must be saying, if you're actually serious about taking advantage of the 7- to 10-year real estate recovery, which is indeed a real estate boom. Guys, come on. This is very, very simple stuff. It is what you're well, supposed Tim, to be doing. It's the base of the pyramid if you're building up to the top, right? If you are not willing to talk to people who you already know about what you do, do you think that talking to strangers might be harder than that, right? So the interesting thing is, when I talk about this on coaching calls, I always ask our private clients, this question. If you could choose who to do your next transaction with, would it be somebody you've never met before who you're probably going to have to compete for that transaction? Or would it be somebody that you already know? And the answer is always the same. It's already somebody who already knows, loves, and trusts you. And yet, some of you are weird about talking to them about real estate. Does that make sense? But really, really what it comes down to is their fear of how they're going to be perceived they're, see, they think, this is what I, you know, I know this for a fact from having done coaching forever, is because you guys think in your heads of salespeople in a certain way, even though, by the way, you are salespeople, or at least you should be you know, acting as if you were a salesperson because that's how you get paid, but because you have biases, because you think a certain way, mm-hmm. 
You think everybody else thinks the same way. That's right, that's because when you talk to agents about this, they always say the same thing. Well, I don't like being sold to, so that's how I feel like I'm coming off. You, you know what, well, though, you don't Joy? like being sold to because somebody did a crappy job selling, trying that's to right. sell you something. Everybody likes being sold to as long as basically the people, the person selling you does a great job. And there's not a person exactly. on the face of the earth that doesn't like being sold to. Otherwise, you guys wouldn't have bought what, anything ever. That's Well, yeah. You know, and guys, it is the mental shift that I'm hoping all of you guys take away from today's radio show. And I'm sorry we didn't have more time to talk about this topic. We might bring it up again. The mental shift that I want all of you to have is the story we told you about Dr. Paula is – the story we told you about standing in line at Starbucks. Start having conversations. Assume everybody around you, to the left, the right, in front of you, behind you, everyone you're ever going to meet, everyone has to live in a house or a condo or apartment or a co-op, right? Or a teepee or a van. It doesn't matter. They have to live someplace. So everybody is in real estate. Everybody you ever come in contact with, unlike, say, for example, if you had to sell – I don't know, you want to sell lawn furniture, right? Not everybody needs lawn furniture. Not everybody wants lawn furniture. But everybody, whether they want to or not, is in the real estate market. They're renting, they're owning, they're buying, or they're wanting to rent, to own, to buy. They are, all of them are in the real estate market. That's the incredible thing about real estate. You will never run into somebody who does not have a need for the product that you're selling. So guys, be comfortable with having conversations about the very thing that everybody's curious about. In this real estate recovery, where people are going to be reading constantly about increasing home values, you guys read them too, don't you think everybody's going to want to know what their house is supposedly worth during this recovery? Everybody's so sick, I know I am, of the bad news that we've been constantly barraged with for the past seven years. It has all turned the corner, not turning, but turned the corner. Get in with the flow of the opportunity that's now. Now, I'm speaking specifically to those of you who listened to us back in 06 and 07 when we started telling you to focus on short sales. Oh, we were right, weren't we? And then in 08 and 09, we told you to focus on REOs. We were right there, too, weren't we? So those of you who have been with us now for going on 10 years, listen to what your coach is telling you. The market has shifted again. The opportunity now is even greater than the opportunities we tipped you off to before. Get in the flow. Request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. This is your opportunity to make the most of this real estate recovery. This is your opportunity, guys, to build and write your own comeback story and to finally create the financial freedom that I know is at the heart of why all of you became realtors. So please do something about it. Let us help you in any way that we can. Anything else to say, Jules? No. Stop being a secret agent. Agents who are not secret make a lot more money. That's it. You guys have a terrific week, or I'm sorry, terrific day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. See you then. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.